calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Every five minutes, someone dies while waiting for a compatible donor heart, liver, or kidney. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists strive to engineer an animal with human-compatible organs, thereby saving millions of lives. But these ancestors are not the docile herd animals they envision. Instead, the project spawns something big, something evil, something hungry. Ancestor by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler is available for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Joshua Darren. I'm a content creator around the paranormal and urban legends, and I'm here to play real or creepy. Hey, I'm Elizabeth Cheney. I'm host of the In Between podcast, and I'm here to play real or creepy. That's right, everybody. We're here for another episode of Real or Creepy, hosted by yours truly, Noah Daniels. And we're going to jump right into our first story. It's called Seated by a Ghost. This was not scary, but it was weird, so lifelike that we did not notice until well after the incident. We have dinner with two other couples once a month at different restaurants each time. For the dinner, we picked a tavern that was on a site dating back to the late 1600s. Obviously, the building now there is much newer, but it is built on the original foundation and was made to look like the 1770s version when it claimed that George Washington had stayed there. There are rumors that the building is haunted. We all got there early and were lounging in the bar area when an older lady dressed in 1770s period clothing came in and offered to seat us in the dining room. She looked like any other person other than her hairstyle and clothing. We followed her to a large round table. She said she would return with silverware and menus. We sat there for quite a while and never saw her again. Eventually, one of the waitresses came over and asked us if we were waiting for a reservation. We gave her our reservation name. Turned out that the table across the room was empty waiting for us. The waitress asked, why were you at this table? We told her about the hostess in the period dress who had seated us. By the way, all of the wait staff were wearing modern clothing. The waitress looked at us oddly and said they didn't have anybody working that night wearing period costumes. And the table we were at was in an area that was not being used that night. But she was happy to serve us there and the rest of the meal went normally. Not sure who seated us and if she was real or a ghost, but she looked as solid as a normal person. By the way, I've been back a few times and nothing unusual has happened not even a weird feeling. All right, y'all. So obviously we're here for real or creepy. So you two are going to have to decide whether this story is a real haunting or a fake creepy pasta from the internet. Liz, we'll start with you. How do you feel about this story? Did it hit all the tones of truth or do you feel like there was some shenanigans at foot? 
I feel like that could be realistic more so than creepy. I mean, obviously anything on the internet can make up a story, but I don't know why you would sit your family just knowingly, like in some random spot like that. So I feel like there is some truth to that, some validity. Because like, obviously the person didn't bring the menus or anything. So yeah, I think it could be real. If you're going to tell a spooky story about wherever this place is, I think it checks off the things on the list without being overly dramatic. That's what I was going to say, the dramatics and like the scary, scary parts of it. Like, why would you make that up? You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So Joshua, what about you? You are, are no stranger to the spooky and paranormal, and you've been to your fair share of haunted locations. Did this strike you as being a real haunting? Believe it or not, I actually believe that this is a real haunting as well. It reminds me a lot of the stories that I cover that are just black and white. Like they, the stories just tell themselves, there's no fluff. And I actually say that because there's a tavern or like an old bar that still serves food from time to time. It's in Montgomery, Alabama, and there's a story that's almost exactly like this. There's mm -hmm. a woman who owned this place. It ran as a tavern. People have claimed to see her to this day in her same dress, waving at people leaving. This story reminded me a lot of those stories, and I think there could be some truth to that. Although if you were going to prank somebody, man, what a great prank, because it's not over the top, and the rest of their life, they're going to be like, I'm pr pretty sure I saw uh, a ghost. You know, like I would be pretty convinced that that's what happened yeah. to me if I had this experience. It'd be pretty creepy, but you know, if you're going to have a ghost experience, I think this would be a great one to have that would kind of leave you more on like, oh, paranormal is okay versus like having some three tooth dooman, dooman. Yeah, dooman. That's what they're called. <laughs> yeah, three tooth, <laughs> three tooth demon, you know, like screaming your face. Yeah. Like if, if a guy came in with this like little top hat and was like, how do you do, sir? Yeah. I may sit you at your table and it just leaves. I'd be like, I'm pretty sure I just saw a ghost. Yeah. I can't prove it. But, and it could, you could literally just bring somebody in to do that and just be like, hey, you like Abraham Lincoln. Can you like come in here and say, howdy do, and then just kind of leave and then we'll all <laughs> pretend that we didn't see you? Yeah. As long as it's not a movie theater. Uh... <laughs> yeah. <Sorry>. Yeah. <laughs> I did expect in the story for the wait staff oh. to be like, oh, that's Myrtle, you know, everybody right. sees I was her. waiting for that too. Yeah. Because, I mean, she's, yeah, I was waiting for that too. But maybe they just asked the wrong hostess. Maybe, maybe. she's new. Yeah. But anyway, either way, I thought that was a pretty cool one, you know, for us to yeah. kind of kick Yeah, no, that is really cool. Off. It's always, right, well, always, it's always a myrtle. It's always a myrtle. This episode of the Real Hauntings Real Ghost Stories podcast is brought to you by Wild Grain. Hey everyone, it's Noah Daniels and I'm here to talk to you again about Wild Grain. Our last shipment of Wild Grain was so good that my four-year-old cannot stop asking for more of that awesome bread with dinner. And I'm not going to lie, I'm right there with him. And honestly, there's nothing quite like the smell of fresh bread baked coming from the oven. What if I told you that you too could get that delicious experience of homemade bread with none of the time and work involved? Well, you can by ordering from Wild Grain. Wild Grain is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Every item bakes frozen in 25 minutes or less, no thawing required. And you can now fully customize your Wild Grain box, so you can choose any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries. 
You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box. When you go to wildgrain.com slash hauntings to start your subscription. You heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash hauntings. That's wildgrain.com slash hauntings, or you can use promo code hauntings at checkout. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Um, all right, for our second story, my aunt has been diagnosed with various cancers for the last 10 years. Back in 2020, during the COVID lockdown, she had a close call, and we ended up living with her for half of the year. While living with her, my family had so many paranormal experiences. Here are some of the more notable experiences. My aunt rented the upstairs of a three-bedroom house. My sister and I had to sleep in the living room because the other rooms were being used. My first paranormal experience at that house happened to me at 2.30 in the morning. I could hear footsteps walking down the hallway from the bedroom into the living room. Whatever, or whoever it was, stopped at the foot of the couch and then walked back down the hall. I was not the first one that heard it, as my cousin and aunt who lived there also reported hearing bodiless footsteps pace the hallway. A hot spot for paranormal activity was in the small bedroom. My cousin said they'd heard things being moved around in the bathroom while they were showering. My experience in the bathroom happened while I was talking to my cousin and looking in the mirror applying makeup. My cousin turned around to sit on the edge of the tub and just then out of the corner of our eyes, we both saw something small and yellow suddenly materialize out of thin air. We saw my little sister's small Pokemon toy briefly floating in the air. Then it suddenly looked like it was placed down perfectly on the ground and at super fast speed. When we told everyone what happened, my sister said that her Pokemon toy had been right next to her on the nightstand in the other room. A couple of days later, my mom and I were sitting in a bedroom across the hall from the bathroom talking. She was putting on her shoes while I was looking down at my phone when she abruptly said, did you see that? And I said, I did see that. We both saw a small black object the size of one of those small, hard, bouncy balls appear out of thin air. It looked as if it was thrown across the floor and rolled directly in front of our feet and then went under the bed that we were sitting on. My mom was recovering from knee surgery at the time, so she told me to quickly get down and look under the bed to see if I saw anything. I was too afraid that I would see something looking at me if I looked under the bed, so she got down and looked under but said there was nothing under the bed. Another experience I had occurred after a really long day of driving around to visit several family members in various cities. I was exhausted by the time we got back to my aunt's house that night, so I went straight to bed. Just as I was beginning to fall asleep, I suddenly heard a baby screaming cry. It sounded as if it was coming from the downstairs apartment, but the young couple below us didn't have any children. I asked my cousin and sister if they had heard a baby crying, to which they looked at me with a puzzling expression and replied that they hadn't heard anything. I was surprised because the crying was so loud. The next morning, when I told my aunt about the crying baby, she shared an experience 
they had had earlier that year while they were leaving for a very early morning doctor's appointment. Apparently, the night before the doctor's appointment, there was a snowstorm. When they opened the front door to leave, they noticed little bare footprints in the snow the size of a child walking away from the house. My cousin followed them to the sidewalk where they disappeared without a trace. They noticed that there were no footprints walking back to the house. Dun, dun, dun. So Joshua, we'll start with you this time. This story had a little bit of everything. I kind of have two questions for you here. One, obviously, do you think it's real or creepy pasta? The other being, do you think that when people at times are going through pretty severe uh, moments in life, whether it be medical, emotional, do you think that can conjure up more paranormal activity? Or do you think does that make a difference at all? This story, I'm, I'm kind of conflicted, I will say. I, I'm kind of on the fence for both because I, I personally, I, I know that when like my grandmother was close to passing away, uh, she would she was staying with my mom and she would constantly talk about the people that would be in her room. And this is my mom's house. My mom's like, she's not hyper-Christian, but she's about as close to hyper-Christian as you can be. So that, that's not flying. She's all, you know, she's like the anoint the house. Like we're going to get the oil out. Like she's, she's like a Christian Christian and as opposed to just like a Christian, you know, but anyways. <laughs> <laughs> and so my grandmother was having those experiences as she was getting close to passing away where she would say that she had this, like she'd be sleeping or, and they'd kind of like tend to her or be there just like around. And so that was kind of weird. And I do think that when people are close to, you know, death or like going through something traumatic that they can help like break the veil down a little bit. And so the veil is a little bit more open. And also with, you know, your thoughts and you thinking more about, you know, life and death, I do feel that you can, in a way, kind of bring that energy into real life. So you can kind of transmorph, you know, the kind of where you're at spiritually into reality and manifest some things but on the flip side with this story i just i don't know it just felt like it had a lot of stuff going on like not really any consistency and more so oh did you see that yeah i saw that without any real and then this happened or real details around the actual things and that's what i struggled with the most like the story was good leading up into the events until you got there and then it was kind of like yeah and then this black ball appeared or whatever rolled up in the bed and then we talked about it cool and then it's like, yeah, and then this yellow Pokemon doll just yeah. popped up out of nowhere. Usually with stories like these, there's there's some like commonality between something. Like you're like, oh, that's that's synchronicity right there. Or that's, I understand why that would happen. Or here's what I think. There's like no theories around it. There's no like, there's nothing. It's just kind of the story and then you're out. Yeah, I, the, the part that got me was the last part. And I think, again, it's because I have a, a small child. The, the footprints leaving the home gave me the the willies. But the rest of it is too, I don't know. It's tough to it's tough to say, honestly. But yeah. I lean more towards <clears throat> this being a creepypasta myself. Liz, uh, what do you say? Um, are you going to talk bad about somebody whose grandmother had uh, an illness? Your turn. Oh, and you say it like that. Yes, I am. <laughs> no. And <laughs> well, we're canceled. Yes. So I definitely think it was a little creepypasta because I agree with Joshua. The story did not connect. I thought I was just kind of like going like, like, even though it was a good, it was good storytelling leading up to the event when the event was so like flat, it felt a little rambly at that point. You know what I mean? But I did like your take on or just talking about people who are about to pass and like the veil being lower and all that. Cause like the closest I've ever been to that is like my grandfather. Cause I was with him like right before he died, we were all, it was at like Christmas 
and um you could just tell i don't even know how to explain it and uh you could just tell he was about to leave i knew it like the second i saw him i was like i felt it like all through my body and i'm very like connected to the universe and i kind of feel like that's like when they are talking like they my spirit guides whatever they energy aliens whatever the fuck they are um <laughs> I, I could just feel it in my gut i was like i i didn't say it because i'm not gonna say that out loud but i just I was like, he's about to die. And I looked at Stan and I was like, he's about to die. You say goodbye. Like he's about to die. Not even an hour later, he had to be taken in an ambulance and he died like that next morning. So it's weird. I don't know, but he's, it was good. It was peaceful, you know? So I agree. I think there is some kind of something magic happening there and hopefully it's peaceful. You know, Liz, you say that like, I had a very similar experience with my, my grandmother too. Um, and I think the universe does speak in that regards. And I think the veil does get thin. So whether or not it's revealing messages to us, or letting them carry out some last messages as well. Because I knew, I did not know when, but I knew it was soon. And it happened yeah. within a month of me telling uh, Kima, I was like, hey, like, I'm already gearing up, you know, for this event to happen, because I just know it's about to. And yeah. um, <clears throat> my mom called me and I was like, well, here's a call. And it was just that call. It's like, it's it's weird. So like, I, I do think that there is an element to this that could be real. I think the majority of it's creepypasta um, or based off of one experience and a story built around that experience. Yeah. Um, just because of my own personal experiences and just hearing stories about people who are nearing death and just having those, those uh, paranormal events kind of surround them until their time. Right. And just like the energy around it is just so yeah. crazy. I can't explain it. So yeah, that one, it seems like we're kind of on the fence either way, but maybe leaning toward creepy pasta. So we're going to wrap, so we're going to wrap up this episode. Um, so Joshua, where can our fans find all your great content? Yeah, you can find me at Joshua Darren, D-A-I-R-E-N on all the socials. You can find me on Tubi on Scariest Places in the World. You can find me making videos for Alabama Vintage and BuzzFeed Unsolved. Um, and you might see me in a couple little projects that are pretty cool and way above my pay grade uh, soon. So yeah, follow me there. Nice, nice. And Liz, where can our audience find your great podcast? Yes, you can find it on all podcast platforms, The In-Between with Elizabeth Cheney. And you can find me on Instagram at Elizabeth Cheney, C-H-E-N-E-Y underscore. And you can follow me on TikTok at The In-Between Podcast. And if you are an ADD or ADHD adult, I highly recommend Liz's uh, viral content on TikTok and Instagram. It makes me feel seen when I usually <laughs> and... <laughs> see her content. <laughs> that's all. That's that's my number one. My number one plan is just make everyone feel seen, beloved. All their weirdness is worthy. Till next time, this has been real or creepy. <laughs> Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. 
New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.